Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. What's going on? Welcome to today's special, special, special podcast of the Green Industry Podcast Show. We got Dr. Frank in the house. What's up, Dr. Frank? Hey, Paul. It's so good to be here with you today. Yes. Are you going to behave yourself on today's program? We've already had a little pre-talk here. No promises. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, they're used to listening to you, Frank, on a uh, Fridays with Frank and kind of disappeared on me. And uh, we were doing that pretty consistently. Well, I'm back. I'm back. He's back. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we won't we won't share with you guys Frank's uh, dating life and uh, where he's been, but uh, we we're able to secure him for the big day today. It's the book launch day. We have a brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage: Winning Strategies for a Thriving Landscaping Business. This is expert insights, real life success stories. Uh, Dr. Frank, I interview people with eight figure lawn businesses, seven figure lawn businesses, six figure lawn businesses, and ask them how well, how did they figure this out. So, and to be in the book, you have to be in business for a long time. So I captured a lot of wisdom and a lot of good stories. Let me ask you this, Paul. Do you think that you got the good information out of them when you were talking to them? Did it take a while in the interview to get to the good stuff or were they just upfront about it because they're already very successful? What was your experience with that? Well, typically when I do one of these green industry podcast shows, I try to break the ice before we get on. Uh, the show. So you and me, we can just hit record and it will, you know, somebody might find some value. (laughs) I don't know. But with the uh, guests, a lot of times they're nervous. And so, yeah, they're just not used to talking on a podcast. So I try to break the ice off air. So by the time we get on there, they, they can get into their stories. But um, there's a guy named Guy Raz. He interviews a lot, does a lot of these stories. And um, so it's nice um, when guys start talking about their business, what I notice is their brain will start going back to the early days and they'll remember, oh, I remember when we did this or we did that. And so then they just start rehashing their story. And I think it's therapeutic for them to to realize where they've come from. How interesting. Now, did they attribute their success to a couple of key things that they learned along the way? Or was it a lot of little things that were cumulative over a long amount of time? Did you find a, a theme there along these lines? Yeah, it, it, you you nailed it. it. A bunch of little things. But realistically, and you'll read this in the book, I featured 13 uh, different entrepreneur stories. And, and this is, I'm not talking about someone who's a overnight success. I'm talking about people who've you know, been in the industry 10, 15, 20 years and, and have had success over a, a long period of time. And- what they were sharing is it's a bunch of little things. You got to get on top of what do you charge your customer and why? Like actually having a reason. And we actually had a whole chapter written, not by me, but by my bookkeepers, Megan and Joey Coberly. They wrote an entire chapter that I featured in the book where I asked them, because originally I was going to name the book, Know Your Numbers, but that title was already taken. So I couldn't. So um, I talked to Megan and Joey though. I was like, you guys could write this better than me because they see a ton of lawn care businesses financials. So I said, 
I think you would do a better job than me. So why don't you write a chapter for the book? And they wrote a very thorough, excellent chapter. So, um, and in their chapter and in the other success stories that I, I featured, it was a bunch of little things, knowing what to charge and why. And we cover that in the book, knowing um, how not to waste non-billable time. For example, I interviewed a guy up in uh, Derry, New Hampshire, Dave Fairburn, and he has a hundred employees. So if they have non-billable time that they're wasting five minutes, when you have a hundred employees, he, he was running the math. He's like, I'm, I'm burning $3,000 if we're not a f- airtight efficient and we're wasting five minutes a day, how can we make an airtight operation? So it's all these little things. And we share the actual details in, in the book from um, assembling the right team. Cause that's where a lot of lawn care businesses go wrong is you don't get the right people on the bus. Like Jim Collins talked about in his book, good to great. And then you're wasting time rehiring the next guy or the next company uh, subcontractor because you didn't, do a thorough job. So we talk in the book a lot about building teams. So it's a whole bunch of little things that the companies that are successful over time at the six, seven and eight figure level, I I covered all the businesses because some people just want a business that's one crew, do a couple hundred thousand revenue a year, a little more. Some people want a a million dollar business like Jay Jacobs ground and, and almond landscape LLC. And like I mentioned, North point outdoors and we covered those businesses. And then we covered some businesses that do eight figures um, you know, closer to 20 million a year in revenue. But at each of those sizes, whether you want to be one crew, you want to be three or four crews, or you want to be um, multiple crews, you know, and do an eight figure business, a lot of the principles were just the same. It was just a scale and the size of the business. You need to have a good CRM and all your billing in place. Uh, we were talking off air the other day about efficiencies, systems, processes. All these companies featured in the book talk about how that led to their success, but it was a little bit of all of it done well over time. Did you find though, Paul, that the amount, the different skills that they needed to be successful in the early days where they were just starting out and just trying to penetrate into their local market and get some customers going Mm -hmm. and become profitable versus they already have a small crew and they want to scale up to something bigger Um, I don't know what those demarcations are in terms of annual revenues, but Mm -hmm. it's probably a big, it what did you find there was a big difference in the skill set they needed to go to the next level when they were a $10,000 a month business versus, um, multiples of that, or they broke past the 1 million in revenue per year. And they're now going into the 10 million did you find that it took a different skill set to run that company and have the vision to move the company to to the next level, depending on what level there were? Um, did did your book f- focus on that at all, or mm-hmm. was it the commonality of of principles that are valuable at all levels? Well, what you'll find across the thirteen stories is the word profit, and so it doesn't matter if you're. 250,000 revenue a year, one, one crew or a million, you know, 800, 900, one, not 800, 900,000, a million with a, a couple, you know, two or three crews. Or if you are the big boys, they all talk about profit because it doesn't matter if you do 20 million a year and you're not profitable, you're just that hamster in a wheel. And so it was very interesting. Two of the 13 companies actually shared their story of why they decided to downsize. And that represents a lot of other businesses out there that I didn't get to squeeze in the book. Like Johnny Moe, for example, I wanted to, he's tough to schedule. I wanted to get him on the 
show to hear his story because I remember used to watch him on YouTube and he used to have multiple crews and they scaled back to one. But I did interview Andrew Martinez and uh, Naylor Taliaferro in the book who used to have multiple crews, Andrew down in Dallas, Texas, and Naylor over in um, Midlothian, Virginia, and they're currently down to one crew. So they actually went um, downsized so that they could have more profit and more margin in their life. And then the businesses that scale and scale and scale, each of them shared, um, I'm summarizing now because it's 11 different entrepreneur stories, but they realized that they needed to be more profitable. So, so scaling doesn't just solve every anything. These guys are in, in the book. I give the details of the the proper systems, the proper protocols, the proper processes, softwares, team members that you need to be as efficient and profitable as possible. I see what you're saying. Now, profitability has many aspects to it, and I'm kind of curious, Paul, is to what aspects did they feel were most important for profitability? A company can be more profitable by just reducing costs and finding out where the wastes are and cutting them out entirely or reducing them, reducing costs. A company can become more profitable by having eliminated pretty much all the wasteful costs, but they become more efficient Mm -hmm. with the outlay of expenditures, just keep the business running on a day-to-day basis they become more efficient. Mm-hmm. Often that's done with developing real tight processes for everything, mm-hmm. training the people really well on the processes, mm-hmm. and also even leveraging technology mm-hmm. uh, to get a, comp- a pet- competitive advantage with efficiency. And then the third way is just to bring in more customers mm-hmm. and, and grow the size of their customer base. Um, and I guess another way is to whatever your customer base is, uh, just getting more money out of them by moving those customers mm-hmm. who are already paying you for a service, uh, move them up the value chain uh, as a customer where you sell them additional services or related products or related services mm-hmm. and, and get more revenue out of them by giving them things that they would be very interested in and very glad that they can get them from you, somebody mm-hmm. they trust. Those are all the typical ways that a company can improve profitability. Did you find any trend with these um, successful experts of which ones they focused on or found to be the most beneficial in their growth path? Yeah. And every uh, principle that you just mentioned is inside of the book and they did allude to. So um, you're spot on with that. But I think the the most uh, one that stuck out the most was pricing strategies these guys were a premium pricing and they understand. And and then this isn't to listen. I was in this, I used to ask this question. I remember asking my friend, Kenny, I remember where I was, I was in his kitchen and I was asking him, how much should I charge? Kenny, just tell me, just tell me. I was like begging him. And he was like, this was a long time ago um, when I started. And he was like, 25 a man hour, 35 a man hour, 45 man, a man hour. It's like, it just depends on your overhead. He wouldn't tell me. He was giving me all this stuff. At the time, it was a $45 per man hour average in our industry, but he wanted, he he was, he was encouraging me to go and figure out my numbers. And he wanted to give me like, just charge $60 per cut, Paul. Actually, that's what I wanted him to tell me. And so anyway, when I was a newbie, I was asking Kenny, what do I charge? And a lot of people send me direct messages on Instagram and guys, I'm sorry if I can't reply to all of them. I'm trying to um, 
Oh, let me say like this. I get on the phone, Frank, and I start scrolling through Instagram reels, TikTok, YouTube shorts, Facebook reels. So I've been like trying to eliminate that. Right. Where, whereas I don't reply to all my messages because I'm not on there as much as you guys think I am. My, my friend Al Blade said post and ghost, meaning get on there, make your post and then get out of there. But yeah. um, anyway, I get messages a lot. And the question is this, Paul, what should I charge? I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing this you know, three acre yard, or I'm doing this little small yard, or I'm doing this job or that job. What do I charge? And I'm glad you guys are asking. That's a great question to ask. I used to ask that, but the 13 people in the book, they're not asking that. They know. They know. Dave Fairborn at North Point Outdoors. I opened up the book with him in chapter one because I was very impressed with his operation. But he knows, Paul, here's the value we're adding to our customer. And one, they have a 95% employee retention rate, which is unheard of. That wow, that's amazing. They have, an, uh, they have 100 employees. Wow. So last year out of their 100 employees, this year, 95 of them are returning. They only have to replace five of them. And they have a huge long waiting list of people who want to work there. So the guys and gals that work there, their friends and family and people, they're, they're close-knit people, know what a great place it is to work. So they want to work there. So when Dave's going out to quote a job and he mentioned, you know, you got, you know, read the book, but Dave explains, we ain't going to be average price. Our price is above average, but we know why we have good equipment. We have quality people. We know what we're doing. We have extensive training on safety and, you know, there's not going to be accidents on the property because our guys are careless, like our gals are careless. So he knows what to charge to recover all of this overhead. Like they're deep in the weeds on their numbers and, and they're charging a premium price. And, and the um, other folks that we interview in the book share the same thing because they understand that they have to save money for their taxes. They understand all the overhead. And so they're not asking that question. And I'm not, again, if you sent me a DM, cause that's the probably the most popular DM I get is how much should I charge in some variation. But the guys and gals in this book are not asking that question because they understand how to raise their prices each year. They understand how to charge the customer and they've, they've conquered that and they figured it out. So when they go out to quote a job, there's a rhyme and a reason and a calculation to, we have to charge this number to be profitable. So, and go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. So what you're saying then, Paul, is they, they know the numbers in their business so well, the important numbers, not not the ones that maybe on the surface seem to be important, but the real important numbers that are the bottom line mm -hmm. for what they can and cannot do. So they probably have in their head when they go out to a customer, what the range is of what they can do and what mm -hmm. they can charge to be profitable. Exactly. And it may, it may not be a range that is competitive with maybe one other or two competitor in the area. It's just where they're at, what they can charge. Yeah. The book guides are the lawn care advantage winning strategies for a thriving landscaping business. And the other thing, Dr. Frank is, is marketing. And I know yeah. you are, uh, you know, a marketing uh, genius, next level, uh, Dan Kennedy's cousin. Uh, but at the end of the day, when I started, Frank, I would go to a property right, and I'd be nervous. Like, you know, my rent's due in a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm broke, busted and disgusted. And I'm thinking, I really need this work. I got an opportunity. I got a shot. Mrs. Smith might hire me. And so I'm going to give her this great deal just so I know I get the job. Right. And, and that, and that thinking is so raggedy because then you just dig yourself a hole because you get enough jobs. Now you have to go and service those customers, but you're not making any money on those customers. 
And so um, if you have a marketing plan, instead of just going out out of desperation and giving Mrs. Smith a little bit reduced price just so I get it, if I had five yards lined up that wanted quotes because I did good marketing, then I could give the premium price. And only even if only one of them select me, now I'm doing that work at a profit, a higher profit. And you got peace of mind. You got more money. You're not as stressed. And that that's the thing if, as, as you guys read these books. And this is why I wanted to feature guys and gals who are winning in the industry. I have um, several, several stories of just folks that know why they're charging what they're charging. And I think that will inspire. So there's a lot well, in the book about pricing strategies. And I want to say all that, Frank, just because... You wouldn't drive a car without suspension, so why would you mow without it? With racing-inspired, patented full suspension and integrated cutting decks, Ferris commercial mowers are engineered to deliver a quality cut faster, allowing professional landscapers to earn more profit and bragging rights. Ferris suspension is not just a feature or a marketing gimmick, it is a game changer that simply has to be experienced. True suspension changes everything. Visit ferrismowers.com today to find your nearest dealer. Ferris, experience suspension. Do you spend too much time worrying about the safety and security of your vehicles and machines? Are you tired of the hassle of building schedules and routes for your crews? Well, GPS Track It is here to help. They understand that keeping your assets safe and managing your crews efficiently are crucial tasks, but they don't have to be your job. Let GPS Track It take some of the mental load off with their cutting-edge tools, including real-time asset tracking, optimized routing, efficiency reports, and more. With GPS Track It, you can focus on your real job, building your business. So why wait? Visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to get started and experience peace of mind like never before. Are you in the market for a new high-performance mower? Look no further than the Kubota Z200. This mower combines quality, comfort, and ease of use all in one package. And now select models come with the new K-Ride comfort system for optimized comfort. Experience the elevated zero-turn performance with the three-point system and choose from cutting decks ranging from 42 to 54 inches. Plus, the Kubota Z200 comes with Kawasaki engines. Don't wait to experience the difference for yourself. Visit KubotaUSA.com for more information and to find your local Kubota dealer. You're out there in the field mowing lawns, making money, working hard, but for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. Now when I get all these DMs saying, hey, Paul, what should I charge on this job? You know, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to say, let's see here, chapter Read chapter 11, 12, 13 in my book. Right, I got gotcha. you. And we're, you're, gonna, yeah. you're not going to DM me that again. You're going to know. And so I wanted to get that. Again, I wanted to name the book Know Your Numbers because that's really what we talk about. But it was Well, taken, you, well so. you, you kind of alluded to another, another um, path here in thinking because knowing your numbers and knowing what you can and cannot offer uh, price-wise is important. And it's probably different for every company because some companies – 
have better processes, are more efficient, have reduced costs more. And it, it really depends on the individual company, what they can and cannot offer. And the better you are at reducing your, your costs and becoming more efficient with your processes, the more competitive you can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you're going after the premium market, um, you can still charge a lot, but your profit margin would be larger. And so uh, that's an individual thing. But you alluded to something just a moment ago, I think a little differently, where you said the cust- the the um, service provider, he had multiple customers potentially that he could get. And mm-hmm. so he, he could pick and choose the better customer, the one that would be more profitable for him instead of being desperate. Mm-hmm. And it's really positioning yourself as a business owner in your local market with an abundance mentality. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get into something different than just the nuts and bolts of your business and knowing your numbers, being efficient, cutting costs. How much did you find in talking to these very successful business owners that uh, the intangibles, these emotional landscape kind of thing in their mind really played a role. Let me give an example of that. Uh, you're familiar with the, the book Think and Go Rich by Napoleon Hill, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you, do you know the story behind that? No. Uh, Napole- hey, hey, Dr. Frank, remember our audience hasn't got doctorates from Georgia Tech like you. Talk, talk so we can understand you. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> no, no, this, is a good, this is a good story, Paul. Uh, Napoleon Hill... Uh, was good friends with Andrew Carnegie when he was alive. Mm-hmm. He was one of the richest people in the in the world, mm-hmm. uh, and he made his money in the steel man, uh, steel manufacturing steel mills in in the United States. And uh, somehow I don't quite remember the story, but somehow he got to be friends with him. And Napoleon Hill was was just barely making it financially, and he got to be good friends with this what would be considered today a multi multi billionaire. Mm-hmm. And so what what Napoleon what uh, Andrew Carnegie did was he he commissioned Napoleon to meet all of his buddies who were the big industrialists of that age that would have been Henry Ford and um John D Rockefeller and mm-hmm. um Mr Firestone you know the big industrialists back in that age and he he said, these are my buddies. I'm going to introduce you to all of them. I want you to interview all of them, get to know them, and find out what's in common with all of us because we are very successful, and I want you to write the book about it. Mm. And so he did that. He came up, really, he did what you did with, with your market. And uh, he found what was common among them. Uh, now, the original title of the book was something very different. And the publisher of the book said, no, we got to use a different title that'll sell. And that's how it became Think and Grow Rich. But the content was still the same. And what he found was that the common thread in these very successful, the most successful people business-wise of that era, what he found was the things that they had in common, Mm -hmm. which were really the foundation to their success. A lot of it was the emotional landscape within their mind and and their perspective of their market and their worldview about how they saw things. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, how how they viewed challenges. You know how, how um, optimistic and confident they were that they could overcome. And a lot of the emotional aspects of their inner life 
was featured in the book as well. Those other things are important, mm-hmm. but there's more to it than that. Did you tap into anything like that in your interviews with these guys? Yeah. One word that comes to mind is professionalism. Really? So these 13 businesses at the core are professional, mm-hmm. right? They wear uniforms, their vehicles are uh, noticeable and you know lettered logoed in some way. And they're professional with the way they communicate with the customers, um, you know, via using a CRM that when they have correspondence with the customer, it's it's professional, you know, online. And then offline, when they're on the property, it's professionalism, it's professionalism, it's professionalism. And when you mix that professionalism with good marketing and quality service and a good team and they know their numbers and they have good pricing and, and you do all those little things right, it, it leads to success over time. And that was another thing is, you know, the folks that made it featured into this book, they've been at it for a while. This isn't, you know. It wasn't an overnight success, but they were getting ahead little by little, day by day. Yeah. And getting those processes and systems that you talked about over time, fine tuned so that that everything is as efficient as possible. You know, little things like fueling up in the evening rather than fueling up in the morning so right. that when you go to start in the morning, you get right to income producing activities and, and, and serving your customers and not yeah. tinkering around with something that you could easily do while you're tired the afternoon before, evening before. Yeah, but that that's um, one little thing mm-hmm. that doesn't make or break the business, but it's hundreds of those little things exactly. that are figured out along the way month after month, year after year, until they accumulate. A great way to visualize that, uh, like in a graphic in your mind, is what other people refer to as the slide edge mm-hmm. principle. And that is, if you take two lines on a piece of paper, let's say your paper is several miles long. Uh, this is just a theoretical concept. Mm-hmm. And you draw them parallel to each other, and you're going to keep drawing them. But... The one on top, the line on top is just slightly at an angle Mm -hmm. that you can't even see that it's any different. You can go quite a long way on drawing the paper where the lines look parallel or pretty close to parallel. Mm -hmm. But that little difference in angle over time, over distance, will then a mile down the road will be a huge difference between the lines and the the one that was your reference stays straight. And now the one that was just slightly askew is now very far away from it. That's the slight edge principle. These little, little changes, these little improvements in every area of your business, they add up incrementally until you, you, you reach really some kind of a threshold where now it starts to become noticeable. And what's really good about that, Paul, is that they, um, the competitor who looks trying to copy you, mm-hmm. they, they can't copy you because they see, oh, yeah, he, did, he does. I see how he does that gassing up in the morning, like you just said. In instead the of, oh, 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 in the, in the evening, evening rather than the, the morning. The evening, the m- night before, you're saying? Right. So you get done working for today. Then you fuel up because everyone's tired and it's easy to do fuel. So then in the morning when the team members show up refreshed and ready for a new day, they're not wasting time fueling up. They're they're straight to the job site. I I, I had it backwards. So they see that and they say, well, we're going to copy that. We're going to fuel in the evening now because 
this other company who we really respect is doing that. And they might see a few other things that they can copy, but that's not enough because that, that good company is making changes daily or almost daily, just little tweaks everywhere in their business that cannot be seen by the competitor. And at some point that slide edge principle comes into play where now that company is far and above all the others. Mm -hmm. And it's just, they have the competitive advantage and it can't be copied easily. That's so good, Frank. Well, that's what the book's all about. It is expert insights, real life success stories from companies that I've handpicked. I'm coming up on a thousand podcast episodes and I pick some of the best stories that I've seen and, you know, seen behind the scenes of, of, of companies that are just uh, professional and excellent and profitable. And the name of the book is The Lawn Care Advantage. Dr. Frank just talked about that slight edge advantage. If you want the edge in your business, pick up the new book. It's on the Amazon and uh, we'll put the link in today's show notes. Uh, Winning Strategies for a Thriving Business. Again, the name of the book, Mr. Producer says I need to say it seven times on the episode. So it's The Lawn Care Advantage. And that link is in today's show notes. So you can click on that. You can order your copy on Amazon. Uh, You'll find a ton of value from this book. Um, If you've ever wanted to know what does it mean to know your numbers, this you'll be finished reading this book and you'll know what it means to know your numbers in a lawn care business. So thanks again, Frank, for coming back. We'll have to do it again. And you guys uh, check out the Lawn Care Advantage, winning strategies for a thriving landscaping business. It's available on Amazon and the link is in today's show notes. You can click on that link and it will take you over to Amazon um, so you can pick up your copy of the Lawn Care Advantage. The Know Your Numbers training program is the shortcut to financial freedom that I wish I had. You see, success requires more than us just working in our business. We must learn how to work on our business. And in the Know Your Numbers training program, you'll learn how to stop burning cash so you can learn to make all your services truly profitable. You can bid with total confidence that each job you sell mean more profit in your pocket as you build long-term wealth. Because we're going to teach you how to start paying yourself as the owner of the business the right way. You can grow a healthy business as we identify and track your cash flow for continuing success so you can stop losing sleep over financial details as you gain the skills to delegate the tough number crunching activities as a lawn care business owner. And never chase those unpaid invoices again. We'll teach you how to streamline your billing into a hands-free process. So we will cover all of this and so much more as John Pajak and I are the teachers in this e-training program. It's called Know Your Numbers. It's available at our resource center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.